1: let's talk about the great divide here the continental divide well not that divide There, there are we many divides we could talk about, but...
0: Yeah, the, we could get into some slippery
1: slopes. Here. Oh, I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah. However, the great divide about cell phone service inside of national park spaces. Oh, yeah. There is a great debate among people who go to national parks mm-hmm.
0: around should there be cell phone service or not. Yeah, I feel like this is a sticky wicket when it comes to parks that aren't as centralized in areas where there are communities. like. Sure. You don't have that issue so much like in like a Shenandoah or like an Acadia because you're like essentially right in a community. Yeah. So it's like a little easier to have service there. But if you're in a glacier. If you're in a or glacier. Or if you're in. in Yosemite. Yosemite <laughs> or, or even Zion. Yeah. I
1: mean in Zion. Well, has, Zion has Springdale right there. But I don't remember there being a lot of cell yeah, signal yeah, yeah. in there. That could be different now. Yeah. But the two arguments are this. One side of the argument says, well, for communication and safety purposes, it's a good idea. to have cell phone service and also people are used to cell phone service so we might as well and then
0: the other side the other side is you know why you're outside in nature so why do you need to be connected anywhere else slash like you don't need to be like looking at memes or things like that or you know not being focused in the space that you're in which is beautiful and wonderful and stupendous look at what's around you rather than what's on a screen a small screen in your
1: pocket exactly I definitely understand why people want safe and communication because if something were to happen to either of us while we're on a hike with no cell signal that turns into maybe having to abandon a person Mm -hmm. to go get help and come back to them you know what I mean like that is scary it is scary that's a scary
0: situation that is I Um, guess that's why satellite phones are a thing though you know what I mean and things like that we could definitely I guess depending on you know how often you're going to be in situations like that to be out on the trails all the time do you really need a satellite phone so like the convenience of just having your regular phone yeah it is it's the debate I feel like that can go round and round and round um, without a definitive sort of answer and I think it all just boils down
1: to who's using it and how they're using it and like you know if there is cell signal like I can't stop somebody from looking at memes while they're right you know walking through saggy pass Mm -hmm. i really hope they're not because there's just there's too much beauty there's too much beauty around you but technically you can't stop somebody from doing that you can't no so it's i feel like it's similar to like cell phones in movie theaters right i say movie theaters because live theaters your cell phone should be away and you better not ever take it out don't you dare put that phone away you have come to a live theater performance. There are people on stage who are real people who are working to bring you something that is both entertaining and educating. Mm-hmm. Right. So and you can clap for them at the end.
0: That's right. And then you a, can not in a movie. Don't clap for those people. Oh, no. <laughs> they're not there. Oh, right. <laughs> or not there. when an airplane lands, stop. <laughs> Unless it's been a journey, you
1: know what I, I guess mean. So. Unless it's been a journey. But I can't stand seeing cell phones in movie theaters. Mm. That's why I often choose to just sit close to the screen. People hate me for it. But I would rather sit closer than further back. Mm-hmm. I go to the movies sometimes with with my friend Dita, and she wants to sit in the last row up top. And I'm like, "Have fun! I'm going to be down here in the front." Right. So, but because there's screens because out, wanna, and it's so distracting. Because you want a neck in the back row, <laughs> you
0: obviously can't do that in the front. Row. Precisely. <laughs>
2: At the national parks. At the national parks. At the national parks. Follow you, I'll follow you
0: there.
2: The follow you, follow you there. The
1: so let's recap. Let's <laughs> because. This is part two of a three-part series on a single hike. Mm -hmm. So part one (laughs) was uh, hiking starting from Pegan Pass. Mm -hmm. Now, today's episode is about hiking to Sexton
0: Glacier. Correct. But let's recap... Who are we hiking with? So we are hiking with Becky Lomax and her friend Cynthia. Becky is someone that we had known for quite some time. We were able to communicate with her um, at the basically the start of the pandemic. And we essentially fostered a friendship and working relationship kind of back and forth through that time that took us to Glacier this past summer of 2021, which allowed us some time to spend with her and the fortunate opportunity to get to hike with her and to meet some of her wonderful friends her wonderful like whole group of people that she's got out there yes yeah all of whom felt like instant family mm-hmm. it's true
1: so today we were hiking saiyee pass in order to get to Sayi pass we started off of going to the sun road this is a point-to-point hike so we left a car at the end of the hike we all got in one car drove to the beginning of the hike and parked a car at the beginning of mm-hmm. the hike we started on Pegan Pass. Up to this point
0: we had hiked five point six miles. Mm-hmm we had to go, you know, along multiple trails as we had gotten, you know, up from Pegan Pass to this point, which was essentially the Saïe Overlook and the Sae Pass. We were able to see incredible views of um, Pigan Mountain and also of Boulder Valley, and then down towards as we were at the top here, where we had sort of left off in our last episode, looking down towards St. Mary Lake, which is where we were going to basically end our travels that day. Right at St. Mary Lake. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we had
1: just seen Boulder Valley Mm -hmm. which is the second view that comes with the second hiking, giant view yeah the second giant view that one gets from hiking saigi pass because mm-hmm. we had hiked up go listen to the episode 79 so you can hear all about what it was like to get to this point we turned around there's a giant sweeping view behind us mm-hmm. and we took lots of photos and really took in that view before we kept going because eventually that view would disappear, disappear behind, behind kind of us. a cliff essentially we make it up to the top and suddenly see boulder valley right long sweeping endless looking yeah uh, valley into the distance yes and it is a spectacular view mm-hmm. then we continue we continue on the trail the trail is clearly marked up here at the top here we have to go over essentially what they call a saddle yeah which is this part that dips in a mountain's ridge line where people often pass over yep. like a saddle it's that like goes the low on point. a yeah on a horse yeah right So we continue, we make our way around and curve to the right, and then
0: boom, finally we get this third view. Right. This is the view that sort of leads us down to St. Mary Lake. So we're able to see, like, in the distance, there are some, you know, cliffs and mountains beyond the lake, but then also the immediate cliffs and mountains that were, like, in the space from where we were to the lake. So it's, again, an all encompassing sort of sweeping view that you get, which this is a hike where I don't think I've ever seen so many different spectacular sort of i'm going to call them terminal views in a way because they felt like that in some ways obviously it wasn't the end of the hike but it was like this payoff view we'll say yeah there were three of them you yes, know, there like were three, three of giant them payoff hikes, in a matter of 15 views in a matter
1: of 15 minutes right this was a view that we began to see after we'd made this turn toward the right 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 right, right. so we take a moment to take it in and then it was
0: time to lunch oh yeah because i think we were all at this point like re- <laughs> ready to rumble um or at least their stomachs were rumbling currently oh yeah because we had just come up those all those switchbacks on that like kind of rock pile is what i called it in the last episode so we were all just like ready to find a spot to eat so we sort of do in a way where you're able to still see both views of boulder valley and also of down towards saint mary lake and we all kind of like sat apart from each other <laughs> i yeah, think it was, there was more a of lot like, of space yeah. it was great yeah
1: so the trail is very clear at this spot. Right, because we're viewing it from above, too. But it's next to this sort of, like, flat rock area and we stepped up to that flat rock area which is to the right of the trail Mm -hmm. and we sort of spread out to eat yeah Um, this was where we talked all about cell phone service in the park yeah and And just sort of
0: like what the you know the arguments arguments were and also just like recounting our time with our terrible cell phone service carrier (laughs) not a sponsor probably never will be um um oh no no not interested in that hey me and me no bye (laughs) no (laughs) but this is also the point where we're able to see in the distance and where we have this conversation about well what are we actually going to do next and like where might we go cynthia i think brought up she's like oh you know see that over there that's sexton glacier and we could see it a little bit from where we were sitting because the view had started to open up Mm -hmm.
1: and we could look to the right and see that there were some snow fields on the peaks yeah But she pointed out one and said, yeah, that's Sexton Glacier.
0: Yeah. And she was like, yeah, Becky's taken me out there before. Just like sort of casually drop this. She was just like, yeah, it's real cool. Like, it's not that bad. We went out maybe a little later in the season than this, but I've been out there with Becky before. So she just sort of like puts this down on the table and like kind of walks away and we just continue to like munch and like sort of like enjoy our time. Later on, we together recapped this hike with our friends, Brian and Tino, who had been to Glacier. And this was a hike where they were with like 10 people. And I think it was at this point that a grizzly bear crossed their path. (gasps) That's right. Um, It was up there where we were eating lunch. So, and that was an experience that they told us about, but we didn't know exactly where it was because they had gone to Glacier maybe two or three years prior to us Correct. going. Yeah. But after recounting that, that was, I was like, oh, well, this is like, there's nowhere to like <laughs> even go up there. It's just bald and open. So I can't imagine coming across a grizzly up there. No. And Oh my even God. You would, I mean, yeah. where would you go? What no, would you do? Yeah. Like, even with being back be- with stay Becky. On your ground. Yeah. Use your spray if you have to. Right. That's what you'd do. Even but with no. being with Becky before before and like when we were in lake mcdonald's she was like looking up at the peaks and she was like oh yeah i'm just looking at the shadows to see if it's a bear actually moving yeah and i'm like oh well yeah they're up that high you know oh, for sure are. and goats are up that
1: high too, sure so so it depends on how the shadow looks and yeah you know yeah if it's there were a couple of times where like when we were at logan pass and they were looking and we they spotted some
0: shadows deep. yeah 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 after we finish up with lunch we wrap up you know fairly quickly and then we we head on back onto the trail as we're going down the trail we can see that this amazing view is getting closer and closer and it looks like there's a ledge about 200 feet in front of us but it's not a ledge but but it definitely looks like that there's this photo that we have of all of us walking and it looks like we're gonna walk
1: right off of a ledge yeah, yeah. but it's not a ledge yeah, yeah. Now, this view when we get up to this point of where the ledge would have been yeah. if it were a ledge now it's like the view, we're in. Side of the view. Right. And now the sweeping views are to our right and left really far out, essentially the descent section of this
0: hike begins. Right. It's you know, you as you're coming down on the straightaway, you are sloping down. Like you're pitching down pretty quickly. Like you do lose as you're going forward. You sort of just start to drop off. Like, yeah. And then we can see that there are switchbacks that we're going to have to traverse as we go further down. And yeah. as we start looking down the trail, it's like, oh, there's a really big snowfield where we're actually going to have to go. Like yeah. in order to continue the trail to get down to Sunrift Gorge, to get back down to the car like there's a pretty decently sized snowfield that we're gonna go have to get to and then as we're walking
1: down becky pauses to point out sexton glacier again Mm -hmm. and because we have a much better view of it now Mm -hmm. yeah and so we're looking at it now we're taking photos and we're you know talking about sexton glacier and then she gets an idea Mm -hmm. and that was oh we probably could go out there it was more like "Hmm, yeah we could probably go out there you know what let's go let's go out there It was very like it off was the very, cuff. oh, yeah. it was. We were like, oh, really? And Cynthia was like, well, I, if there was anybody we were going to go with, we're yeah. going with the right person. Right, exactly. So she's like, we've been before. Yeah. I think I was a little bit afraid to go off trail. And I was like, oh, I don't. I don't. And <laughs> Cynthia was like, no, trust me, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And uh, that was a nice reassurance. Right. Because uh, Becky has been guiding in Glacier for, for a long time. A long time.
0: And also, just as a disclaimer, you know, this episode should come with a disclaimer in that We did go with someone who knew what they were doing. We did go with, we had the privilege of being able to experience this with that person. Really don't do anything that you're uncomfortable with or don't know what the situation may um, have in front of you because that's a surefire way to get yourself in trouble or hurt. Oh, of course, um, of course. Just to, you know, I I just think it's important to say like this was, it is something that's doable for sure. But I think we were at a weird time in the season where not all the snow had melted out there were some things that we're going to talk about in a second. There were some things that you needed to be more cognizant of because of the time of the year. If it was later in the summer, I think it would probably have been easier to get out there without any difficulties or as much to be concerned about. But we were with a
1: literal expert. Right. So that was why we knew that this would be fine. Yeah. Becky then goes into scheming mode going like, (laughs) okay, well, how do we get, where should we go? I think we need to go there. Mm -hmm. I think we need to get there. Okay, so what's going through your mind in the moment when it's like okay we're going off trail we're headed to a glacier
0: I mean you know that part of my brain that just turns off which is the fear part like yeah. in these moments and I'm like great I'm here. sign me up like I was here yesterday waiting in line uh huh <laughs> give me the ticket <laughs> let's go so I was excited and I also felt like yeah we were gonna be okay because we were with Becky and she knows her stuff like she spent the whole trek up being like this is this type of wildflower don't do this this is that like yes I was just like this is the person to be here with so right. there wasn't concern. For me, it was like, well, this looks like it's going to be fun, because it was not a straight shot. Like looking at the point we were at where we left the trail, we were still on the trail, the snowfield we were going to have to cross to continue downward down the switchbacks to get us back to the car was one way. And that seemed very clear cut. And from this vantage, you could see sort of where the trail was going to the left. But there's nothing that's clear about what we have to do to the right, which is where we needed to head to get to Sexton, right, which seemed fun especially because it looked like oh we're gonna have to scramble a little bit oh we're gonna have to go over some snow oh this will be interesting we haven't really had to do this so let's
1: describe sort of what the terrain looks like in Mm -hmm. this moment which will sort of explain what i was thinking in this moment (laughs) so we'd come down these switchbacks a little bit what that we were standing in a spot where we were sort of like on the same elevation level as sexton glacier so yeah and from the trail Sexton Glacier was sort of like over to our right, up against the peaks, which mm-hmm. are sort of like curved around, coming toward us. Yeah, and there's this there's this hillside, sort of like that you could traverse across to get over to Sexton Glacier. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I'm sure it's just like green fields that you could walk right over there too. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't exactly the summer. No. So, and there were things that. Yeah, we were going to have to cross some snowfields. Mm-hmm. And so I think the part of me that was just all about, oh, you know, stay on the trail. That's what they tell you to do. It's like, okay, yes, it is certainly the thing to do. But this is also something that Becky has done many times guiding. So this wasn't a situation where it was like, yes, we're with an expert. And this expert is unfamiliar with what we're about to do. Right. It was This expert is incredibly familiar with what we're about to do. Right. So I felt a whole lot and better And also about going
0: that. to um, be certain that what we were doing was treating the landscape properly as we did what we were doing. So there was definitely like, I remember walking out and being like, please just, just try to stay on rocks. Don't step on any plants. Like that was definitely something that was said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on rocks. Yeah. Don't step on any plants. Yeah. We
1: finally leave the trail. And for a while, it feels like walking across hillside, Mm -hmm. right? It's mostly gravelly, but there's some grass Mm -hmm. about. There's some flowers about. And there are alpine flowers. So uh, we talked a lot about alpine flowers in episode 79, but alpine flowers are really small. Mm -hmm. So there can be, like, you can see a very familiar looking flower, but it might just be the alpine version of that
0: flower. We're still seeing them. Here on this hillside And there are patches of snow about Mm -hmm. It sort of feels like we're kind of crossing In this hillside like almost like a moraine Like or a fell field Which is sort of like what that remnants of moraine is Because there were a lot of rocks and stones too Before we ended up getting to this first Sort of patch of snow that we were going to have to traverse across But Cynthia's leading for a little while And this is where Becky gives her A a compliment that's like great trail finding And it was like you could see like the light Like shine down Cynthia's like like, I live for those compliments When Becky tells you like it was good trail finding, you did that. We descend this one hillside and it leads us to first very big snowfield. And this is where we can tell that we have to really figure out how to do this in a very safe manner. Because if we don't, it could really mean that someone gets hurt pretty badly. And with that, let's take our first break. so we're playing
1: adjective noun verb I've got one okay okay so weak
0: and flexible blooms elegantly bouncing around weak and flexible blooms elegantly bouncing around yeah flouncy flowers (laughs) oh flounce is one of the words and flowers is one of the words that's right in that order or no no, no, but not in that order oh um weak and flexible flounce is the verb um weak and flexible. Fatigued flowers flouncing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I was thinking flimsy flowers flouncing. Okay. Flimsy flowers flouncing. Weak and flexible. Weak and flexible. Flouncing. Flouncing's a great word. Isn't flouncing a great mm-hmm. word? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Circus jesters who call like these blackbirds creating a knitwork pattern.
1: Is crow one of the Mm -hmm. words? Is clown one of the Mm -hmm. words? Is it clownish crows
0: crocheting? (laughs) It's crowing clowns crocheting. (laughs) (laughs) I think a clownish crow is is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Okay, so I have another one. Um, So tired and I'm trying to think of a way to describe this without giving it away. (laughs) Tired and imaginative followers of the Grateful Dead behind the wheel of an automobile. Dreamy deadheads driving? I'll take it. I was thinking of delirious
1: deadheads oh, delirious. <laughs> <laughs> delirious. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Tired and imaginative. <laughs> tired. Tired and... Tired imaginative. But yeah. I love it. Okay. Strange... And quirky felines
0: preparing food. <laughs> There's so many double O's here. <laughs> what is kooky cats cooking? That's right. <laughs> kooky cats cooking. <laughs> okay, so here we are at the
1: first snowfield. The first snowfield, it wasn't that wide, this first one. No, but it was very
0: long. But it was like, it was steep. It was steep. Yeah. And i didn't have crampons you didn't have crampons right for those of you at home that don't know what crampons are they are they're like ice spikes essentially you can put them on your shoes they're like snow chains for your feet yeah they're yeah. like snow chains for your feet yeah you should only wear them on snow right they're just like
1: snowshoes you shouldn't wear crampons when you're on grass or when or you're or yeah. definitely on rock because yeah. the rock can hurt the crampons yeah, right. yeah. so this Snowfield requires us to sort of go down diagonally mm-hmm. to get to, like, the closest spot where we could, like, continue. On land. On land. Yeah. That's not covered in snow. Mm-hmm. So Becky instructs us to dig our heels in first. Mm-hmm. Dig your heels into the snow and make your way down. Mm-hmm. And I did have my poles, and the poles were really helpful here, but also the poles were really helpful. This was going fine for a while, and then I definitely... You ate it a little bit. I ate it a little bit. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. A few times I definitely just fell over and it was what it was. Right. Cynthia Meanwhile, was I was behind me. I was
0: just gliding across the You snow. were... <laughs> I think you left first. I
1: think you, you were first in front of everybody. Oh, I guess so. I think you were.
0: I think Becky was just like, do this and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, she was sort of like, yeah, we had to make sure, too, where the snow met the ground one of the most important things that we were told you mean the was the edge of the snowfield snow meaning the like bare rock or the grass. One of the most important things we were told and especially if there were rocks that were sticking up through the snow, don't go near them. Or if you're jumping out onto the snowfield or coming off of the snowfield back onto land, make sure you're not stepping on the snow right next to the land. And the reason for that is cuz that area there may be undercut or hollow because of the melt and you could actually fall through. <laughs> If that made, didn't give me terror it would at have all. made a tiny little miniature ice
1: shelf mm-hmm. if we remember our types of glaciers right right your foot on it could it's not that it like you're not gonna hurt snow that's not what it's about it's about Falling hurting yourself hurting
0: yourself right yeah. you could like step on something that has no support underneath it. yeah no fun so yeah so it was a lot of just digging our heels and like he said the snowfield wasn't that wide but it was definitely something we had to strategize to like what's the quickest distance from the point we're at to the the next point. So we make it to the other side, and Cynthia is leading now. Mm-hmm. Now I
1: remember after the snowfield, this section was a little rockier mm-hmm. and less grassier. Yeah, uh, it was wet. Mm -hmm. And so Cynthia was doing a great job of making sure that we were stepping in, like, the driest parts. Right, because it was sort of muddy, too. It was muddy, and yeah, this was where uh, Becky complimented her again on her trail findings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we continue the majority of this entire way over to... Sexton Glacier was what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. What's the safest way to navigate it? Mm-hmm. And that's what we were doing at every turn.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, especially... When we were involving snow in the journey, because that was the sort of potential to hurt yourself more was on the snow. So that was very much so a consideration anytime we approached a snowfield. And speaking of snow, <laughs> we came upon a second snowfield. Right.
1: Um, so this one is even bigger than the one we had just crossed. Yeah. This one is actually quite massive. Mm-hmm. And, and very steep. Very steep. And it seems to just go right down <laughs> to just an actual cliff, cliff edge yeah. drop off. Mm-hmm.
0: And so we're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And what does Becky say? Becky's like, we really can't cross the snowfield up this high because it's so steep. And if anybody was to fall, they would gain momentum and they would just slide and roll and you would not be able to stop yourself essentially. And so that didn't throw anybody. No, no, no. And so there was no way across it right here. No. So we were going to have to go to a
1: different part of the snowfield.
0: Right. Right. So that actually, believe it or not, involved us climbing further up. Because what happened further up is that it actually leveled off a little bit. There was a section that was a little bit more, you know, flat, flat and parallel to the earth as opposed to like at a sheer angle to it. Right. So that seemed like it would be the best section that we could safely cross at. That involved a lot of uphill grunt work to get there. Oh, we thought we were done with uphill. No. But we weren't. Lies. Lies. (laughs) Always lies. We weren't. Mm -hmm.
1: So we get to this second part. We get up to the part where things have leveled off. Mm -hmm. And now we have to cross the snowfield. And it feels a whole lot easier to do this here.
0: We're still doing like a little bit of a downward angle. Like we're not sort of crossing, zipping straight across from point A to point B. It's flat. But it's actually like flat on sort of a little bit of a downward. So we have to kind of traverse on an angle in the flat section, <laughs> which seems maybe hard to wrap your head around. But like this was still us traversing. We had to kind of cut back down again to then go back up. So it's a lot of like sort of like stair stepping. I feel like it was like up one over one. It was like the rise and run formula coming back on oh, me. There you go. <laughs> yeah. In this a moment. Sk- what is it? It's not a squared plus b squared. That's the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. What is it? Ax plus? Rice over run. Yeah. That's when you're graphing things. Yeah.
1: That's what I know. Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> to make it across the snowfield, Becky hands me her crampons mm-hmm. and is like, use these. And so Cynthia has on crampons. She offered them to you, but you said, actually, I'm doing all right with taking my heels in. Yeah. So you get going. I've got the crampons on now, and that helps tremendously mm-hmm. and so we are all we take it very slow and we're all able to make
0: it across the second snowfield. Mm-hmm. did you just feel like you had better grip because i didn't use them at all i haven't used them yet oh uh, yeah
1: yeah i felt a whole lot i felt like i could actually like stand on the snow in a way that i couldn't before i was Got still it. digging my heels in but i felt like i had traction i understand yeah my boots at the time i was very excited about these boots that i had and um uh, but they ended up not being great no. they ended up not being great at all by the end of the trip they oh they were in the garbage were in the trash unfortunately yeah. i mean they had like they uh, lived a life a full life they had lived a full life on that on this five week trip yeah. Yeah. and seen many miles and it was they time did. for them to go yeah and they did. Mm-hmm. So we finally make it across the snowfield and we're back on dry land again for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we soon come upon a ridgeline. Yes. Now, this ridgeline is about, I don't know, like six to eight feet in the air above us. Yeah. But it's like we now have to heave ourselves up Mm -hmm. onto this ridgeline. There was no
0: like elegant way. There was like a little bit of a cutout, Sort of, yeah, that like kind of had some eroded fake stairs in it that we could make kind of like stair steps up. As we get up to this ridgeline, we can really see Sexton Glaciers much closer at this point. And it's from afar, when we first saw it, it did just look like snow, just kind of in a bowl right against the cliff edge. But here, you get to start to see the striations in it. You get to see the actual like color change of where it's icier versus where it's actual snow on top of it. And we can definitely see that there are these hills of moraine which are further away.
1: And moraine uh, is this sort of uh, debris field or the piles of debris left over from when a glacier moves. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there are moraine fields right next to Sexton Glacier. But yeah. you, we can finally see from where we are the side of Sexton Glacier mm-hmm. that's like full of color, that's got the blue in it, mm-hmm. that's got the, you know, the ice that, that has compacted over years and years and years. We can see all of that right there.
0: Yeah, We do have to, as we get closer to the moraine, cross one final snowfield. A third snowfield. Which is not as long. Not nor nearly as long. This is also fairly flat up here. Crampon's we're kind back of, on. Kind of hit our sort of level again. That's right. Yeah. So
1: we cross the third snowfield and we make our way up to like the first... Moraine pile. Pile of moraine. Pile. <laughs> pile of moraine. Yeah. We make it up to the first moraine pile. I was exhausted in this moment. Mm -hmm. So I take a break. Mm -hmm. Becky also takes a break. And this is when we split off for a second. You and Cynthia are like, we're going to go walk all the way to the third Moraine. Yeah. Which is basically about as close as we were going to be able to get that day and Becky was like I'm good and I'm staying here and I was (laughs) like you have got my number right now and I'm gonna do that too and Becky's
0: been before so it was sort of like I've been out there it's fine like right but Cynthia hadn't been for a while and I was like well I'm I'm here I'm doing this so yeah yeah this was really cool to go out those two other piles of marine the marine piles are really steep so actually getting up that first one was grunt work to get up there huge just even to get up So we continued to traverse and we had to like dip down a pretty considerable amount before getting onto the second hump of Moraine. And then the third hump, there wasn't as big of a divot and it's less of a drop there. But here, I mean, you're so close to the glacier. It was so cool to be able to like have this view from where we were at, especially because we really didn't get to see Grinnell in the Grinnell vantage that most people are used to seeing it from, which is on the hike from Many Glacier, we did see Grinnell from above, which was an incredible view. I won't, you know, besmirch that view for anything except for the fact that that 0.8 miles to get you up there is awful, sure t- um, sheer terror, sheer terror. It's genuine terror, sheer terror. <laughs> but this was a view where you really do see the glacier in its entirety and you get to see some like detail and just it feels more tangible here than it felt like when we were seeing Grinnell. All that to say, dusty stopping point, I still think you had a great view, too. Was a great view. Right. Becky and I had a lovely time sitting
1: over here. I mean, we were probably only sitting there together for about 15 minutes. Yeah. While y'all went out to the third pile. But it was a lovely conversation. We talked about life. We talked about goals. We talked about teaching. And while we were sitting there, Becky, let me take a picture of her. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll share that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a beautiful moment because we'd finally made it to Sexton Glacier.
0: Right. There was an option as Cynthia and I were out there to go like to one further pile of moraine. But I-, I remember like having to get down that third pile was pretty steep to then have to climb up to the fourth pile and we're like this is a good we're good here Um, Cynthia took a bunch of photos of me with St. Mary Lake in the background in that view and it just was so magical out here this experience sort of gave me what Devil's Garden gave me in Arches where it's sort of like oh you get to like climb over stuff and like it's not just using your feet it's like using your brain and your hands whereas like sometimes hiking can just be very mindless this was like more problem solving and this is where I think I come alive and that's why I think I also like those hikes like Angel's Landing where it's like oh well there's a chain but here comes somebody else and now I have to get over here it's like how do I move maneuver and make this work so I think identifying it now after talking about it for so many years and doing these hikes I think those are the things that sort of turn off the fear part of my brain because it's like oh my brain is working now whereas I yeah. feel like you're <laughs> just like drenched in fear and you're like my working <laughs> brain isn't here it's my lizard brain all that's present is lizard brain right Right now it's interesting
1: i think it's more of if a resting point is involved right near an ending point point. Mm-hmm. and i say near an ending point i say that because it's like close like i'm not i don't feel like i'm missing out by not going to the third pile sure of rain, you know what i mean yeah i'm like no i'd rather just hang out right here you're living that like no i need life. a i need a break that's where i am mm. so and with that <laughs> let's take another break Welcome to the stage, Jen you and Tara. Mm-hmm. Jen Yuan Tara. Okay, so I feel like she's she, a fright queen. She is a fright queen, but she is a fright queen who is a surprise. As in, like she comes out and she looks like a on and then she has like a change into something honestly terrifying
0: well then like there's a projection screen and it's like the movie that like is in the movie the ring that you watch and then like, oh right she's exactly just samara <laughs> <laughs> right she could do a lot of references she could right yeah Mm -hmm. maybe she um, she's also the exorcist the idol that comes down oh lord like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, pageantry and like uh, fly-ins that are happening in her show a lot of film references from you on this queen
1: yeah interesting yeah I'm curious about I feel like she could also do like you know like a werewolf moment sure and also like a you know like a spider arachnophobia
0: moment she's a she's a Halloween queen she is because she's a fright queen Mm -hmm. so I think yeah she's she, she goes to Six Flags Fright Fest all the time. Not an official sponsor, but... I think she's a little more elevated than okay. Fright Fest okay. at Six Flags. She's a haunted mansion queen.
1: <laughs> I feel like she is. It's scary, but it's also it's also funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, of course. It's funny in how abrupt it is. It goes from like everything is great and everything is beautiful and like polished to everything is terrifying mm-hmm. right like I could see her doing a number of like you know she's doing call me maybe and in the middle of it it just transitions into nine inch nails mm. or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scary <laughs> scary stuff call me maybe no <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I right? won't. maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. so I could see I could see her doing that. Mm-hmm. I think her um <laughs> I think her merch is um a gen in the box. Oh, okay. So you wind it up, mm-hmm. and then when it pops out, it's just some terrifying version of Jen. Some terrifying version of mm-hmm. Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jen Ewan Tara. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, name for her middle name is for Ewan McGregor because her parents really right. loved Ewan. This
1: actually, I'm I'm riffing here for a minute. Okay, I'm curious. Maybe Jen Ewan Tara isn't just one queen. Maybe it's this triple act, and there's Jen, and there's Ewan, and there's Tara.
0: Oh, there's
1: there's two drag queens and one drag king, and they are this is their gimmick.
0: Oh, okay. That
1: they it's like polished and then terrifying.
0: I got it. And maybe they're also a band too. Maybe they're and, a band too, and they they play their covers. Yeah, and some and one of them, whether it's Jen, Ewan, or Tara, lip sync. But I think, so it opens it up a
1: lot. Or they're all live singers or something like that. Sure, right the. But I feel like it would be really funny if like, you know, they're singing um, like Be My Baby Mm -hmm. and it's a very sort of upbeat version of it. And then it just like goes into guar. (laughs) Well, they sort of like slip off a glove and it's like, well, the arm is covered in blood and they slip off the other glove and there's like guts falling out of the the arm. And you're really digging in. Oh, I'm digging in. And then they like take off, like maybe they like rip open something and it's like, blood is falling out of their chest and bats fly out of it oh wow there's yeah, a lot of production in, value there's a lot of production value Jen you and tara mm. yeah and they um yeah they're a, they're a band mm-hmm.
0: i like it <laughs> okay i'm into it i'll let you have it great so Thaddeus and gentle thems please welcome to the sage Jen ewan and tara <laughs> You and Cynthia returned from the third marine pile. Mm-hmm.
1: Joined Becky and I over at our casual, casual s- chattings, casual chattings, which was like, ah, uh, God, I loved that moment. Mm. The two of us just got to sit there and and talk. Yeah, in this beautiful place yeah and like uh it was great and so we were we said okay we're gonna have to figure out our way
0: back mm-hmm. so and this was also like oh do we actually remember what we did because <laughs> it, it was is, definitely like there isn't anything that's super marked over here no so, and also
1: yeah. there's you know we learned from Tamichi root in black canyon of the gunnison mm-hmm. that it's really hard to remember how you came except, even if it's like an open situation. Except did remember or I remembered
0: and we were thrown off. <laughs> we did. We, we went did. We were going exactly We the were going way. where we should have gone. And so the only benefit here is that you can see the trail in the way distance as you get closer to it. You know you have to head in one direction and then it's like, oh, there is the trail. And by one direction we mean a general direction. Right.
1: There's the general direction that we needed to head in order Right. To get back to where the trail was. Right, right. So
0: we start on our way back, and we have to, you know, there's a lot of stopping when we hit a snowfield because it involves, you know, you guys had to sit to put those crampons on. You weren't standing. To oh do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So it's like find a boulder I can sit on that's adjacent to the snowfield, and then um, put them on, put them on, get across, get across, get them off, get them off <laughs> every time. Yeah, <laughs> wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> essentially, I mean, it apparently. Yeah, I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. We do climb back down the ridge that we had to climb back up and when we got down there were there, there other people nope there was nobody else there was nobody else no, this whole time no and okay. really we only saw people briefly after we were done with sexton glacier but that's, that was like further right. closer to the bottom closer we'll talk about to the in bottom in our yeah. next episode but um we do cross we come down the ridge and then we don't cross that snowfield. Automatically, that we no, had to because there was this like, other ridge
1: up. that we like sort of followed took and yeah. followed around. Yes, because what we were trying to do, because we had like come down a little bit yeah. further, like from where we were on the yeah. trail, and we were thinking maybe we can pick up the trail at like a switchback that's a little further down. Yeah, that's past the snowfield that we would that have was had blocking. To cross, yeah, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. So we realized that as much as we were trying to make this happened fetch wasn't going to happen this year (laughs) so we had to basically backtrack essentially we got i mean it, it wasn't that we got lost
1: but we got we tried something and it didn't work
0: no and that's okay,
1: and that is okay because right. you go back the way you came. Yeah. You re-strategize. Oh, remember this is also where I found like an ice <gasps> pick. You found yes, this was okay. So we were. This was like we had to turn around. We turned around, yeah. and you found like an ice axe. Yeah, like someone's ice pick axe. Yeah, pickaxe. Yeah. A pickaxe. yeah. <laughs> We got there. We got there. You found a pickaxe in the... Just um, in
0: the field, basically. In the field.
1: And we picked it up. Yeah. And we were like, well, someone lost
0: this. It was really rusty because it probably had been there all season. Who knows and how And Cynthia's long. like, okay, I'll put this in my bag. And I remember Becky being like, that's your like brand new bag. You're gonna get rust all over. And she's like, "It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I think we wrapped it in something." But yeah, that was like added weight to to Cynthia's, ours, <laughs> to Cynthia's bag, right? bag. It was like strength. strength. I and mean, that was not a
1: light tool. No, no, not at that all. That was a tool that, you know, I mean, it's not the heaviest tool,
0: but it certainly has weight to it. It sure does. Yeah. So we do have to go back to the second snowfield and cross over that, which we didn't cross exactly where we Correct. did because we didn't see our footprints from before. I think we were a little higher up than we were prior to. That's right. Yeah. We, for the first time, crossed it at a higher point,
1: And now we were coming at it a little lower than that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And so coming at it a little lower, no, we didn't see our footprints. No,
0: because we were able to judge it from this angle and from coming from it from this side to say, oh, this was actually a safe enough place to cross. Yeah. And then we sort of try at this point to see if we can make it onto the trail a little further down from where we had gotten on. So like Dusty was saying, so we could avoid the snowfield that we're going to have to cross, just that snowfield in the switchbacks that we were going to have to do eventually anyway. And that would save us a little bit of incline to then have to do decline essentially um, on the way down on the way down so that's we were going to be now headed
1: down a descent right after this
0: oh yeah and a decent descent something that i always confuse when i try to spell a decent (laughs) descent descent well a descent has that s Right. right. Yeah. Descent is decent. It is decent. <laughs> um, it's true. Mm-hmm. We do eventually get to the point where we are able to cross that snowfield, the third snowfield that was the first we originally did, and cut our way down to avoid the snowfield in the switchback and meet up with the trail a little further along, which is exactly what we wanted. And it was about, I don't know, about 15 switchbacks down. I don't know. It was something crazy, but that's... 15 switchbacks down from where we had started. All right, let's put this trek out to Sexton Glacier on
1: the Karen Stone scale.
0: Great. Um, for me, this was a blast. So I'm going to say it was a five. Oh yeah. I yeah. was actually gonna say a four. Yeah. Because it wasn't too
1: hard. It was just it took a lot of strategy. Oh yes. It was like brain
0: activated.
1: And Physically This is where I was alive. Alive. <laughs> Physically not that taxing.
0: No, no. I yeah, I would say again, big disclaimer. Don't do this unless you are with someone that knows what they're doing, or where the and snow has, has done it many yeah, times, or before. the snow is melted out enough that you're not crossing snowfields where you might get yourself in trouble. Like, That's right. This is not something to fool around with by any means. That's my big disclaimer here. So a nine out of twenty Karen stones. Mm-hmm. And now let's end this episode like we end all of our full length episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. All right. I'm going
1: to start us off today. Beautiful. Are you ready? I am. So, this category is called snow fields in quotation marks mixed in. Okay. So, this sort of acts like a before and after category. Okay. However, things aren't before and after. Okay. They're mixed in. Okay. This category is going to ask you to name a phrase that contains the word field. Okay. But mixed into the phrase is a person whose last name is field.
0: I never could.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So for 100, the phrase borrowed from team sports, meaning to make sure that everything is equal for everyone so that no one has an advantage, mixed with the actress known for saying things like, you like me. You really like me. The whole time. The whole time. And I can walk to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. She never could.
0: <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> so Sally Field is one of them. It's one of them. Right. right. But what's the phrase? So is it leading into Sally Field or no? Is it? So Sa- start with the phrase. Okay. Start with the phrase. So the team sport phrase, uh-huh. that means that it's equal playing for everybody uh-huh. on... In the game, right? Yeah. So,
1: I I'm really. Okay, so, blanking. the phrase we were looking for was a level playing field. Oh, a level So, the answer would be Sally a level field. playing Sally field. Got it. Correct. I understand. So, it's now. a level playing field with Sally field mixed got it, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Okay. It's like a circle inside of a circle. I understand. Cool. I got okay, it. Okay, great. So, for 200. Have a good. This phrase borrowed from an outdoor elementary school event means to take something and run wild with it with this famous cookie
0: company mixed in. What is have a Mrs. Fields day? That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Uh-huh. Okay, you get it now. I do. Is it I making get it. You, I really it get it making you access a part of your brain that hurts? No, it's just I think I like... I The first phrase threw me off. And so I got, I it. got you now. For 300.
1: Mm-hmm. This phrase, also borrowed from Team Sports, is often used to describe not only getting a project started, but getting the productivity happening, perhaps delegating it to someone or a group of people to get things happening. Mixed with this phrase that we always hear Fran Fine say at least a few times on every episode of The Nanny.
0: What is take the
2: Mr. Sheffield? (laughs) (laughs) Close.
1: What is get the ball down the old Mr. Sheffield? Uh, (laughs) Great. Okay. Get the
0: ball down the field. Okay. For 400. The field field phrases are not my strong suit, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) Kryptonite for you. This phrase, also borrowed from
1: Team Sports, is a way to describe doing all of the work out on the turf and not taking any of it with you when you walk off with this New York botanical area of Central Park made famous by John Lennon mixed in. What is Leave It on the Strawberry Fields? That is correct. Leave It All on the Strawberry Fields. Okay. Great. And 500. This phrase borrowed from baseball references a certain peripheral position that often gets little action, a phrase that is used to describe a surprise. With this song made famous by Sting mixed in.
0: What is my sex life fields of gold? <laughs> I saw an opening and they took it. Um. What is out of left fields of gold? That is correct. What has come out of
1: left fields of gold? Great. Correct. All right. And that was snow fields mixed
0: in. Beautiful. Well, we've come to it, my friend. What? This category... Categorily. <laughs> this category I'm a little sassy. category <laughs> This category is called
2: Girl, put your
0: crampons on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. And in this category, I am going to be giving you a snippet, the same snippet of the song by Corinne Bailey Ray. Okay. Um, and you need to tell me what. Equipment I'm asking you to put on for camping or hiking. (laughs) I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to sing them or if I'm just going to say them. Up to you.
2: Girl, put your blank on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead, turn your light on. Starlight and flashlight beams. I hope you get your dreams. Just go ahead, turn your light on. What is
1: the headlamp? That's correct.
2: (laughs) I hope I was on pitch there. You were. That was great. All right.
0: So you see how it's going to go. I do. And I also tried to keep, I hope you get your dreams is a line that I
2: kept in. (laughs) I love it. So making the rhymes to make it fit was real fun. Real fun. For 200. Girl, put your blank on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead, pack your stuff up. Water, food, pain relief cream. I hope you get your dreams. Just go ahead, pack your stuff up. What is um your backpack That's or correct. your J pack? <laughs> That's <Yeah. correct>. great, <laughs> great. I love those right. so much for three hundred. Also, Mike is singing. Everybody, it's great. I love it. Girl, put your blank on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead, fill them boots out. Warm toes and tight sewn seams. I hope you get your dreams. You go ahead, fill them boots out. What is is hiking socks? That's correct.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love all the rhymes with dreams. It's so good.
2: (laughs) I really had the best time writing this. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We
1: have
0: two more. I'm so grateful. Okay. <laughs>
2: yes. All right. Compose yourself. 400. Girl, put your blank on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead, keep your step. Count, count calories, don't lose steam. I hope you get your dreams. Just go ahead, keep your step. Count.
1: Okay, so what is like a Fitbit Correct. or like an Apple Watch Correct. or some <laughs> kind of something you wear to keep your sp- <laughs>
0: to keep your step count that's right <laughs> correct <laughs>
2: <laughs> for five okay great <laughs> for 500 girl put your blank on tell me your favorite song yeah go ahead repel winged things no creepy crawly screams i hope you get your dreams just go ahead repel winged things
1: what is bug spray that's
2: correct it's a five for five sweep (laughs) (laughs) no no
1: creepy crawly screams (laughs) i hope you get your dreams This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there. And that
0: Corinne Bailey Ray is always out there. She is. She is. She is. is. Go get your dreams. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan to see images from
1: this episode, follow our Instagram at gaze at the national parks. To contact us, email us at gays at the national parks at gmail.com and to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website gaze at the national parks.com. that's gaze G-A-Z-E
0: All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gay Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman,
1: Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard.
0: We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.